Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The most intriguing story of the day will be the wide receiver for Marshall, Randy Moss, who I did not see right there. What happens with him? Well, the off-the-field concerns certainly are there. Not on the field, of course, that Marshall dominated the Mid-American Conference. Those 44 touchdowns really stick out. He was a man among boys when you talk about how he dominated cornerbacks in the MAC. But those off-the-field concerns are really as a wide receiver. He still has to develop the skills, getting off press coverage, route running. But for Pro Bowl talent, he may be a man among boys, as you say. The Minnesota Vikings have selected wide receiver from Marshall University, Randy Moss. I, I, I remember literally thinking, this isn't going to be fair. And it took about, oh, I would say, halfway through the first practice. Before <laughs> <laughs> guys realized uh, when he was at full speed, you know, what he was, what he was capable of. When you talk about big plays, the name that comes to mind is Randy Moss. Yeah, and there are receivers in the National Football League that have his size and his speed and his jumping ability, but I have never seen anyone that has all three like Randy Moss has. There are going to be nightmares for quarterbacks in the NFL when they go up against Randy Moss. Now, the Chicago Bears tonight are going to challenge this guy. What I mean by that is they're going to put two people on him. See how tough he really is. They're going to pump him and be physical with him at the line of scrimmage. Randy Moss just got rid of Paul Harris. To be honest with you, I thought getting up in his face might be a way to stop him a little bit. But I'm not convinced there's any way now. Teams were never really able to stop him. You can definitely tell that he had uh, some type of ability that was above and beyond, which was a normal guy coming in with the other I want you to cast your minds back to 1998. We don't accurately remember one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history. Rookie Randy Moss comes into the league and is just immediately the best wide receiver in football. And look, if you missed Minnesota Vikings Randy Moss, you missed the best Randy Moss. I know that he had the 23 touchdowns in New England in 2007 with Tom Brady, but I don't think that Randy Moss in New England was ever as good as Randy Moss was right from the get-go with the Vikings in 1998. In this podcast, you're going to hear the voices of some of the people that were there back in 98 and have some cool first-hand insight into that rookie Moss season. We talked to Pete Bursich, who was a Vikings linebacker at the time. I've always said that on draft day, there's only one guy that's happy, and that's the guy who was picked number one, and everybody else behind him felt they should go higher. 
After his playing career, he became an assistant coach of the Vikings, and he's been on the Vikings radio network since 2007. We also talked to Robert Smith, the running back on that 98 team. Now Randy was going to be a part of it. Like, I, I couldn't wait to see it. Smith was a two-time Pro Bowler and a second-team All-Pro back in 2000. And we spoke to our own Solomon Wilcots. I thought the best three players in that draft class were Peyton Manning, Randy Moss, and uh, Charles Woodson, in that order. As you remember, Charles Woodson. Solly was an NFL defensive back with the Bengals and the Vikings back in the day. But 98 was the first draft that he worked as a broadcaster. So Solly got to see the whole drama unfold as part of ESPN's crew. Growing up, you know, when we were less experty about football, what do they say? Like wide receiver takes two or three years to figure it out, right? And yeah. Moss literally, right from the get-go, just dominated. <laughs> and it, he dominated just in a different way. It was yeah. it was like you're not supposed to play at a completely different speed. You're not supposed to get behind the defense as often as you do. And I think the thing that always made Moss great is you look at like wide receiver traits. Plenty of guys run fast, but his ball skills, his feel for the game. Bill Belichick talks about how smart he was as a player. Like you could kind of see that right away. Um, a lot of the things he did was just based off of pure athleticism, but he did just have a great feel for the game too. So just incredible that he could step in immediately and be that good. Chris? His mother says it's fulfilling a lifelong dream for him. Randy Moss playing along with his brother Eric, and it's going to be with the Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations, Randy. Uh, did you think it was going to take this long, though? No, I really didn't, but um, we all sat in the room looking at the TV, and uh, we just waited on the right call to be made. So uh, Coach Green made the right call, and I'm happy. Now I can just uh, be there with my brother. Minutes ago, you were talking with Dennis Green, and what did he have to say? What did he tell you? He just said, um, really, just to be encouraged and uh, just let all that <clears throat> stuff and hype just, uh, just still just keep it in the back and uh, let's just, you know, concentrate on what we're doing best and he's going to bring me in to play ball and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I think a lot of people had sort of misunderstood him. He's a very thoughtful, very bright person. And now he should easily be a top five pick. Easily. And now he's watching himself plummet down the draft board because of rumor and innuendo and I think sort of the Randy Moss that a lot of people saw the mercurial Randy Moss the guy who was maybe a little disgruntled we got to understand that he was living and carrying things with him that most young men at that age didn't have to care you also told me that uh, you have something to prove especially to the teams that passed you by Does that still hold true I'm not really holding a grudge, but I think with the kind of excitement I bring to a football uh, game or team, uh, I'm just taking it uh, beyond, you know, to another level and uh, just do what they said and hopefully turn out to be the best. Ready. Tell her, Mama, you know I was ready. That's why you have it. 
you know, you didn't see him in mini camp, and then all of a sudden he comes out in camp, and in half a practice, you're like, yeah, this guy's a force to be reckoned with. And then, and it was the consistency, practice after practice after practice, he would do these things. And then you, you know, you take a Wilsey attitude, you get into the preseason, and the kid's just lighting it up. And then you're thinking, okay, well, let's see what happens in the regular season. And, you know, sure enough, he did. Spread out by Johnson, deep down the left side, right front for Moss. He jumped up, he's got it, touchdown! There are going to be nightmares for quarterbacks in the NFL. We've got a star on our hands in the NFL, Randy Moss. He changed the game. Like, he... he change the way people play in a way these guys don't uh, or didn't next year the next draft green bay drafted four defensive backs including their first right. three picks you know yeah. you talk about how it's always it's not a bad plan to double up at certain positions they went db like one two three because of what moss did to them as a rookie basically in and of itself so he absolutely transformed things what's up football world i know y'all been waiting i know y'all been waiting it's 1998 that's the Manning versus Leaf draft. Randy Moss was in there. And, you know, the, the background of Randy Moss is nobody ever doubted the guy's talent. You really begin to watch where Randy Moss may or may not go. Of course, his on-the-field production at Marshall in two years, tremendous. Look at the touchdowns, 44 TDs, most of them in the last uh, two years, 25 touchdowns. He was a phenomenal receiver all the way, um, but off-field issues. However, to boil it down. High school days at West Virginia, two counts of misdemeanor battery. That pretty much nixed him. He was on his way to Notre Dame. Then Bobby Bowden took a shot of him at Florida State. But while he tested positive for marijuana while serving some time, that nixed his potential career at Florida State. While at Marshall, charges that were later dropped but continue to have some trouble. Do you take a risk? He missed out on a scholarship to Florida State. He missed out on one to Notre Dame. And he ends up going to Marshall where he basically rewrites the record books. Um, so Moss just destroys the college landscape at Marshall and rolls into this draft. There's very little buzz about Randy Moss other than to say, you know, incredibly good receiver, off-field question marks. We don't know how far he'll go. But he ends up sliding all the way to number 21 at the Minnesota Vikings, and that gives him the big chip on his shoulder going forward. Uh, <laughs> he got drafted 21st, which was the same, the same draft number I got drafted at. And I, I, I remember literally thinking, this isn't going to be fair. Like, we already, we already had Jake. We already had Chris, myself, uh, you know, so many pieces in place. Now Randy was going to be a part of it. Like, I, I couldn't wait to see it. You know, he just was that kind of explosive type player. That mix of talent that you had or that we had offensively and then, like you said, you know, you're talking about Brad Johnson, and you know, Brad unfortunately got hurt, and Randall Cunningham is later able to step in. And I don't know if there's ever been anyone that throws a prettier or better deep ball than Randall Cunningham. I mean, he was he was just amazing. Brad Johnson's down, holding to his left leg or right leg. Brad Johnson took some shots. He took a shot on that play before. That'll put Randall Cunningham into the lineup for the Minnesota Vikings. Randall is more of an athletic quarterback. He likes to run more and throw the run. I can't call the same things that Brad might call in this guy. First and ten. Ford is a deep man in the eye. Cunningham. 
Yeah, it's funny. I was always interested with, you know, how early on did people realize that this guy was different or that he was special or freaky or whatever it is. And, um, you know, we've, we've heard that it took like half a practice um, preseason. You look, I've never even thought about the 98 preseason before. I went back and dug up the numbers. 200 plus yards from Moss, four touchdowns. Um, I think a touchdown every single game he played in. Either way, he was, you know, wrecking people in preseason as well. Then week one is his coming out party, right, against the Bucks. There's a cut, there's deep bombs there with Brad Johnson at quarterback. It was interesting. He was getting that sort of aggressive play out of Brad Johnson. But then you're right, everything changed when Johnson goes down, right? He might have had a really good season with Brad Johnson at quarterback anyway. But Cunningham was just that perfect mash of quarterback. Really the, the game is two people, Randall Cunningham thrown to Randy Moss. All right, Vikings. Like he was, he's obviously way more talented than this, but there was a bit of the Ryan Fitzpatrick YOLO about Randall Cunningham. You know, he would look up, see Randy Moss, and just go, just heave it. And, and he has, you know, he had an arm dramatically better than Fitzpatrick has ever had. But it was the same idea, right? You have Randy Moss, who nobody could cover deep, and every time Cunningham looked up, he would just sling it in his direction. Touchdown. Normally when your quarterback's hurt, you're like, man, when he's going to get back, it's going to be, okay, five weeks recovery, and then we're going to get him back. But Randall played so well that it was like, man, Brad, you can't come back. Because Randall's really the only guy that can get the ball to Randy. Second and ten for the Vikings. Cunningham checking off at the line. He has checked off for a touchdown in each of the last four games. He's looking. He's throwing for Randy Moss. Touchdown! Wow. Push and shove with Woodson all the way. you got to see that. And what about the throw? Nobody talks about the throw. Only Randall Cunningham is sticking passes in like that. Cunningham had never been the most polished passer. But if you go back and you see Moss and how many quarterbacks had their best season with him on the team, he was an absolute game changer. And it started in the first year. And I have to say, having Randall Cunningham, who could just throw the ball a mile, and Randy Moss, who can go get under it, I have to say, Moss was, has been with quarterbacks who could play to his skill set between Cunningham, Culpepper, obviously having Brady. Uh, and I, that was thrilling once the, the Cunningham thing uh, came together early in the season. Randy could outrun any defensive back in this league. And they would tell the quarterbacks, you can't overthrow Randy. You just throw a deep, he'll go get it. And that's how it turned out to be. And I remember a Monday night game that very year against the Green Bay Packers in front of the national televised audience. I think he had three touchdown passes in that game on Monday night. And after that, the rest of the league regretted not taking Randy Barnes. Week five happens. And that, I think, was the biggest statement of this entire season. Week five they play the Green Bay Packers primetime at Lambeau. And I, it's important, I think, now to lay out what that meant then, right? It's, it's, a, it's a great rivalry. And, you know, it, it, there was a little bit of drizzle that night. It was Monday night football. Um, you know, the, the place was like glistening. I mean, it was it was freaking magical. It, it 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 really was, and like it was such a party atmosphere for us. Like, yeah, we can't wait to show the world who we are. Like, I don't care how many games in a row they won. Like, we're gonna 
we're going to beat the crap out of you guys. We just, we were such a, a such a unit, and everybody everybody just knew their part, and we were just having so much playing, so much fun playing the game, and we knew that we had a weapon in Randy that just couldn't be touched. Yeah, that was that you know that was the true test, and. You know, I think the Packers thought they had a chance because it was on grass and it was muddy and slippery and rainy and, you know, all those things to slow the game down would put those things in their favor. And I know in my playing career, at least, and I've been around the Vikings now, it's my 25th year, but that, that game might, probably was my favorite game I ever played in. Back then, Lambeau Field was a fortress. They did not lose Green Bay at Lambeau Field, ever. They hadn't lost a game at home since 1995, September 1995. This is 98. Um, and they went in there. This was a good defense, and Randy Moss just lit them on fire. It's like, here's this guy, and he broke out. How good is he going to be? Oh, my gosh, he's doing it during the regular season. Oh, oh boy, now it's Monday Night Football against the Packers, and he's still unstoppable. He's still playing football that just looks different from everybody else, even against the Packers. They're the only unbeaten team in the NFC and they've come into Lambeau Field and handed Green Bay a defeat for the first time in Green Bay since September 3rd, 1995. 25 regular season games and four postseason games, and the Vikings have come in and routed the Packers. Final score, 37-24. to 24. We will wrap it up. So you fast forward a bit through the season. Week 12, they play Green Bay again. Moss has a casual 8 for 153 and a touchdown. Um, and then the next week is Thanksgiving, and he ends up with this video game stat line, which was three catches for 163 yards and three touchdowns. They don't play the PlayStation like us. They don't play it like us. Dallas, the secondary was was destroyed. Deion Sanders was hurt with a toe injury. He wasn't playing. They were down to backups. The first touchdown came on a flea flicker where, like, both guys just bit up on it, didn't even cover him. Um, it was just, you know, this was a depleted defense that wasn't able to deal with Randy Moss. But I think what made it so interesting is the commentary duo was um, John Madden, Pat Summerall, and this was the second week in a row that they had seen him. They they did the Green Bay game the week before. So at this point, they're just losing their minds over how good Randy Moss is, right? Two weeks in a row, you've watched this guy, and you're now like, John Madden is calling him the best receiver in football after this game. Yeah, Randy Moss went from a guy that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking it was probably the rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year. And and I went to think, you know, this guy's going to be a Pro Bowl oh, wide receiver. Man. And now I think he could be the best wide receiver in all of football. And that was Palmer. He was The whole game, he's the best receiver in the league per John Madden, which is which he was right about. Good job, John. And then he takes a little smoke screen, like 65 yards for a touchdown. That's also the play that shows the angle breaking speed that he had, right? It wasn't just the ability to run past you, but he screwed with angles. Like the first guy comes up, just misses a tackle. All right, that's bad. That can happen. But then there were two more guys that had an angle on him and he just ran past them. Yeah. And it's tough when you know a guy can out jump you and that and same guy you. can also outrun you. Yeah. Randy Moss breaks the tackle, and Randy Moss races down the sideline, and Randy Moss just outruns everybody into the end zone. He is incredible. Charlie Williams 
is there, and he misses the tackle. Here's Randy Moss, there's Charlie Williams, and you're going to see it's just a little three-yard go. Charlie Williams is there, he makes a poor tackle or no tackle, and then when Randy Moss gets here, he just outruns everyone. I mean, yes. he, he is fun to watch. Phillips had the angle, he had everything. Yeah, you know, angles, angles and, and all those things don't mean anything against speed. And that is raw speed. Yeah. Speed kills. He just changed. He was so fast that he changed the angle you needed to take in order to get to him. And you never learn that until it's too late. Like, but at the point where you realize you have to do that, you're already sunk. Here's Cunningham back to throw it and going deep. And he's got Moss. And there's a flag on the play. And Moss has caught the pass and is in the end zone anyway. Touchdown. Just throw it as far as you can. This guy is amazing. Randy Moss is amazing. Randall Cunningham is yeah. amazing. I tell you what, you watch these two guys, Cunningham, the veteran, and Moss, the rookie, and I don't know how you stop them. I don't either, and, you know, and, they're, and they're so fun to watch. I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you can put two guys on, and that doesn't do any good, because Randy Moss can just outrun them. And Randall Cunningham can, can throw the ball as far as Randy Moss can, can run, or darn near as far. He has two catches for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't like to go overboard on a thing, but I start to say this is the second week in a row that we saw Randy Moss, and I think right now he's the best wide receiver in football. Yeah, the most dangerous, I think, without question. A period of time passes, and you know, and NFL teams are not stupid. They understand that you've got to adjust and change things. And then they start to slow them down, right? They get enough tape, they figure out what the problem is, and they fix it. I don't know if teams were adjust if they made adjustments to stop Randy Moss, but if they did, they didn't work because from the outset of this season to the end of it, he never slowed down. If anything, he was picking up pace by the end of the season. He could play backyard football as well. He could read coverage on the fly. Like when you're listing all the things that he does well, even as a rookie, it's like he knows where to go. He knew if he was going to get behind the safety. So he would run straight at the cover two safety and the, the, the cover two safety's job is don't let anybody get behind me. But Moss had long strides, sneaky speed, but also real speed, like all of it, right? And as soon as he got on top of the safety, he just put his arm up. I mean, it was really like backyard football. I'm putting my arm up, I'm going. Or the safety's retreating 40 yards, and he just turns around, and it's an easy 20-yard game. Like, he, nobody did that type of stuff uh, the way that Randy Moss did. So the league tried to adjust by running a lot more cover two, and Moss had been able to was able to adjust through the years a little bit too by saying, "Here's this cover two beater that only I can run effectively compared to other receivers in the league." You know, it was it was just one of those things where you, you just didn't know you didn't know where it was going to cap off, right? You know, you didn't know how good it was going to get. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just seemed like every every single week you had, you know, you had that opportunity. And, and what was awesome too was by the end of the year. You know, when Randall Cunningham would step back and he would throw the ball in the air, I mean, everybody would get out of their seats. You know, even if you were a player and you know, were on the bench, because you can't quite see the field all the time with guys in front of you, but as soon as you saw that ball go up in the air, everybody stood up to see what this kid was, you know, what this kid was going to do next. Harder in motion. Cunningham looking and finding Randy Moss. For a Minnesota six. Yeah, well, Randy Moss is going to do a lot of things that you've never seen before in the NFL. This could be one of them. Yeah. 
I mean, he is so big and he's so fast. He runs a 40 and 4.2, and he's also a lot stronger than you think he is. And he's taller than you think he is. And I think he's tall to begin with. Yeah, he's like 6'5". Yeah. I mean, when he gets up, you have to look up to him and say, hello, Mr. Mons. So, Steve, are we ever going to see something this crazy again, like Randy Moss coming in and just dominating so thoroughly from day one? I mean, you could never say never with that type. But even – so, like, who's the, the most comparable player to him is probably Calvin Johnson right. through the years, right? Calvin Maybe, Johnson or Julio. Or Julio, right? And even those guys didn't change the league necessarily. No. They came in at a different time. They came in in more of a pass-heavy time as well, so teams are already trying to trying to stop that. It's it's going to be really difficult to do. And the other thing is, because of Moss, the league was better prepared to deal with those guys, right? Yes, they'd seen absolutely. it before. They'd made they'd figured out how to start to slow that down. But look at Calvin Johnson, right? Rookie season, seven hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns. It, it took him until year two to have a dominant season, and year what four or five to put up the sort of Moss type numbers. Like, we've seen receivers hit the ground running, but it's a sort of, oh, that guy's a Pro Bowl-level player. Not, oh, right. my God, that guy's better than Jerry Rice immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, but there's, you know, there's no such thing, I guess, as bounded talent. Like, you know, there's there's always somebody better, right? You know, there, there are generational talents, and he certainly was one. But to say that it will never happen again, I, you know, I'd be crazy to think that it couldn't. But I'd be... I, I sure as heck would like to see it just because it'd be so much fun. I mean, you have every 10 years, every decade or so, um, a guy that's going to that's gonna tear up a league like that. And, you know, will it happen again? You know, I I think it will. I think it has, you know, there are gonna, there's going to be somebody along these lines, someone that's going to, you know, step up and do it. Um, I just think it's going to be more difficult in this day and age for someone to do it. And not because of the physical side, but because of the off-the-field stuff. Whatever y'all want, y'all want this week, man. I'm tired of talking to the microphone. What, are, what do y'all want? We're trying to get to the playoffs. That's all I can tell you. Hit him right in the head, Jacob Bank. Let's go. Watch out, cameraman. Okay, that's going to do it for the first in our series of podcasts, an oral history of whatever. This one has been rookie Randy Moss tearing the NFL to pieces right from the get-go. We hope you've enjoyed it. We put a lot of work into this. I think the uh, result has been extremely good. We're really happy with it. But let us know. Send us a message. Send us an email, podcast at pff.com. Let us know, A, if you like this, if you want to hear more of them. B, what you would like to see covered. We've got a ton of options we're working on behind the scenes, but you can let us know what your suggestions would be on things to cover. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you again soon. Also want to give a thank you to everybody we spoke to for this. Um, to Robert Smith, Minnesota Vikings running back. Huge thank you to Pete Bursich, Minnesota Vikings linebacker, then coach, then radio guy. To Dixon Edwards, a linebacker that was on that team that gave us a lot of useful info. And, of course, to our own Solomon Wilcots, who uh, gave us some great behind-the-scenes info on that whole draft. Not to mention Tyler Sovchek, our uh, audio guru that's put all this together. None of this would have been possible without him. So thank you to all those guys as well.